This is Eric from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and you're listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. We got a mixed bag this week. I know you're expecting the second line edition, but uh, Lou Lafredo is out on a manscaped travel, so he is uh, he's missing that there. Uh, so as he uh, as he takes care of that, and our friends at Manscaped, PHN twenty is the code there at Manscaped.com. It's Adam Minick, producer extraordinaire Richard Cote, Jacob Doherty, and a special guest along with me on what should be a second line edition. Uh, our grinder, Lonnie Goldsmith, he's here as well. Of course, we're also presented by the Calder Cup finalist, Chicago Wolves, chicagowolvesstore.com. PHN code is the 15. Get it while you can. They've got some great Calder Cup gear. And, of course, we hope they beat Springfield here in the next handful of, well, it could be seven games, but, you know, probably a handful of games. I mean, the Wolves just don't lose because anybody that sports a podcast doesn't lose. So get your Wolves gear. Trim your token berries with Manscaped. It's all good this week. Well, we uh, we've started the Stanley Cup final. the The cup has not runneth overeth yeteth, as as the series hasn't really started. I mean, home team won, so we're still waiting for the series to start. Mm. Apparently, Richard was there, or something like that, is the rumor. Yeah, you check out the article on ProHockeyNews.com. It was. It was ridiculous. I was telling Lonnie before we started recording, I have never heard that arena so stinking loud. And that was before the puck was dropped. It was ridiculous. When that final goal was scored in overtime, 18,000 just went nuts. And it was, it, it was, it was a spectacle to behold. And, you know, even if I were removed from the avalanche, if they were not my team, if I was watching this as a visitor, that would have been an amazing thing to, to behold because playoff hockey is just great. Oh, playoff hockey is great. Stanley cup final hockey takes it to, to a whole another level there. And yeah, the, the energy Alani was there. I mean, it was from warmups on, you know, you can kind of feel the energy in the building, even through the television. No question. And I think as a neutral, this is the matchup you'd want. You've the, the two time defending champs with the, arguably the best team in the regular season uh, in Colorado. And, you know, I, I don't care who won the president's trophy. That doesn't matter. But the fact that you have these two teams matching up, this is what you want to see in a final and game one lived up to it. It didn't look like it for, for a little while, but it, uh, it got there. Uh, took, took 20 or so minutes, but it got there. Well, and, and, and you forgot to bring up another reason as, as a neutral that, you know, I'm sure Jacob loves is, you know, the U S keeps the cup. That's another reason why you wanted to see this matchup. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why both captains are Canadian, but there's a reason why your country's team drafted an American to lead their franchise. Which one? Austin Matthews, your country's oh, team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's yeah. not the country's team. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> no, it is. It's not. <laughs> yes, it no, is. There's a team the, called the Canadians. Right. Yeah, but only right. Also, oh, yeah, that not whoa. the country's team. Yes, they are. Who also brought in an American to coach them? To coach them, yeah. 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 But they so but, but, but they're 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 the French <laughs> they're the French country's team. They're not the English speaking country's team. I am part I am half French, so we, we don't blame <laughs> you for that and we accept all. You should so, I mean <laughs> you should blame me for that. All all, all are well all are welcome here. 
Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Even French Canadian. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we start with the, the Stanley cup and uh, Richard, I know you're, you're, you're right on the ground there embedded for us here for the games in Denver at, at the tin cup there. Um, Darcy Kempfer started game one. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a little bit of a surprise seeing how Francis was doing just so great in the series before he came in after game one and just, you know, three straight wins. He was looking great. Uh, game one of the Stanley cup, we see Darcy Kemper go in and it wasn't so much that fans were scratching their heads, but you know, it was just left him kind of wondering when we heard he was healthy enough to play, is he going to be the starter for game one? Or are we staying with the tried and true? And usually in the playoffs, you stay with that tried and true. Um, after the game, uh, during the post-game interviews, uh, Jared Bednar did touch on that uh, as to why they selected uh, Darcy Kemper to play in game one. Yeah, so, I mean, Darcy's been our starter. You know, he's played some real good hockey for us this year. Um, the injury had kind of set him back a little bit, and he was trying to play through it and wasn't working out. He had some complications, and... Uh, but the last week of practice, and, and he was doing a bunch of work to get back after the Edmonton, or for the Edmonton series. Couldn't make it. I thought Frankie came in and did a great job for us. But Darcy is a guy that we've leaned on heavily all year long. It's why we brought him in to do this job. And um, I thought he was pretty good tonight. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... It just, he, he kind of hit it on the head is, you know, they're the guy, he's the guy he, they've leaned on all season long. They have a lot of trust in Darcy Kemper and uh, not to discount what Francis has done during the playoffs, but you know, Kemper is the number one guy for a reason. I, I, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you're playing the champs. You're playing a team with a real, with a real goalie, which really the first time in the last two series, if you go back to since you know, really, uh, yeah, you're really in two plus series. It's the first time you've seen a real goalie. I, I wasn't surprised if Kemper is healthy, he's going to play great story with the kid, but I mean, you just had to outplay a 40 year old goalie about to retire who could barely stop rubber. <laughs> I, I like, uh, Jacob's take there. That was, that was good. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong about Mike Smith? I would say that he is a very streaky goaltender. I wouldn't say he couldn't stop a single thing. He played very well in games uh, two and three. It's just the defense was just so bad. And against Tampa Bay, it's not going to be as easy um, to make space. But they did have a lot of success uh, in creating space, especially in the first period. So... Avalanche came out firing and Lonnie, you know, all of a sudden though, you get in the second period, you get a tie game and uh, you're thinking, Oh, you're about to get tampered again. <laughs> I mean, Richard, I got to ask you to that point, not that I'm mm -hmm. ducking the question, but I want to know what it felt like in the arena. Tampa gets two in quick succession there. All of a sudden it's three, three. Did, did the air sort of leave the place a little bit? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two goals in less than a minute. And everyone's wondering what's happening here. Are we, are we succumbing to some sort of like, you know, adjacent Toronto esque kind of thing going on, but um, no, I mean, the fans were still into it, but you know, they had to take a step back and be like, okay, now it's a game. Now we're tied at three. What's going to happen. And everyone was just now on the edge of their seat, waiting to see which way the puck bounces. Yeah, I, I mean, Tampa being down two is a thing. 
I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it's a, it, it's going to happen. And then slot so, scores. I mean, and then circuit, like, I mean, right. It, you were about to get Tampa in Denver. It's well, a verb. It's a verb. It is. You know, the, the, the interesting thing is like, if you're Tampa, there's really no need to panic because you lost game one in Toronto. And I mean, embarrassingly lost the first game of the playoffs in Toronto. And I think that was the point where everybody started counting Tampa out because it was the conversation that Adam, you and I had was yeah. the, they, boy, they just did. Is can they find the switch one more time? Do they just not have it this year? Did they finally run you know, and you know, take four of the next six to win. And then, Oh, by the way, sweep Florida and then come back from two, nothing down against the Rangers. Like they've done this at Tampa's too good. And they're too, this group is too experienced that you can't really enjoy yourself. If you're Colorado until you've won that fourth game. And I know that's very cliche and that, but like this Tampa team is just built different. Yeah. And I've been talking with our sports people at work and, you know, a lot of them are very nervous with the avalanche being favored in many sports, you know, betting sites that, you know, favored to win the cup. It makes them extremely nervous because they know what Tampa can do. And in fact, a few of them are wondering how Colorado could be, you know, favored in, in some of those sites. Because it's really hard to win three times. So the, the money goes on not winning three times. I, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and, it, but, but let's be honest in the regular season, Colorado was a better team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, on on right. paper, really. So you take away two cups and I know it's asking a lot guys, but if you take, <laughs> but if you take away the fact that you're back-to-back champs, this, this looks tilted quite a bit in, in, in Colorado's direction, honestly. I, yes, but I think that the, the fact that they are back-to-back champs is sort of what explains a lot of the regular season. Though, too. Right. And I think some of the legginess that you're seeing out of guys like Victor Hedman, who was bad last night. Yeah. He had yep. a tough night. And I mean, and he had a tough, fairly tough Rangers series, even though they won. I mean, again, at a certain point you play, hundred odd games every year for three straight, like eventually it catches up to you. There's a reason that only a handful of teams have won even two in a row in the, not even a handful of teams have won a two in a row in, in this. Not even a handful, right? Yeah. Two, right. Two teams have won two in a row, right? In the, in the cap era. Yes. Yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. and, mm-hmm. and Tampa. LA. Yeah. Or, yes. Pittsburgh and Tampa have won two in a row. And you know, we've had yeah, several, okay. Two and three, three and five. Nobody's yep. won three in a row since the Islanders in the nope. 80s. Yeah. And they just, just re- they, and they bypassed three. I mean, they just went to four. They went to four. It is just really, really hard to win even two in a row, let alone three. And to do it in this era with, I mean, look, they've had some shady cat management. I mean, they, they played by the rules, but. Sure, big money guys conveniently on long term injured reserve until the postseason. Yeah, like that helped last year. That helps. That that helps every cup winner every year, though. They play a little. That's a thing. I don't know. It's the best teams do it. No, but the best teams know how to manage their situations. Exactly. Exactly. They screw screw up their cap in the regular season. They figure out how to manage it for the playoffs. I I think Adam going back to manage in the playoffs, (laughs) Adam, going back to your, your proposal of, you know, taking the two cups away from Tampa, how does this team stack up? I think the the biggest difference is going to be with Andre Vasilevsky, who is 
I, I don't think anybody's going to argue the best goaltender in the playoffs in the last you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's been a brick wall back there. Last night was an off night, you know, unfinished right. under, you know, with an eight, nine, five save percentage. So not his typical. Um, I mean, the last goal was an open net. It was a tapping essentially oh, yeah. the way that they, they played that nothing he could do on that one, the, the way they ran that on the entry. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Kemper outplayed him. And in fact, stats say he didn't outplay him, but if Colorado is going to win this series, they don't need Kemper to outplay Vasilevsky necessarily, because I think, I think we all assume that Vasilevsky is going to be the better goalie. Colorado just has to have the better defense Yep, to, yeah. to get to four. That's, that's essentially how they're going to get their four wins, in my opinion. In Colorado, just pelted Vasilevsky last night. That was 38 shots on goal, let alone uh, 26 um, additional shot attempts that uh, were blocked. So Colorado had them in their zone for a large portion and of that game. That, that's what they've been doing all playoffs long. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, to continue with that streak, as we're talking about their defense, they held Tampa Bay under 10 shots each period. And they're going to have to do that to win the series because yeah. the more shots get on Kemper, the more are going to go in. It's, yep. it's just that simple. So if we get into 35 shots a piece, Tampa's in, or, uh, Colorado's in trouble because Vasilevsky is going to stop more of those 35 than Kemper is going to stop. Absolutely. Yeah. And also uh, the power play for Tampa looked really, really bad. Um, in those three power plays that they got, they only recorded a shot per power play. Yep. Uh, they, it didn't create any pressure or anything. It was just. No, they, they had a hard time uh, controlling the puck in the offensive zone during those panel power plays and, and credit to, to Colorado. They got to the loose pucks really quick and got those out of the zone. So um, that was very good on their penalty kill. Yeah, I, I think um, on, on that end, they did well. Uh, Colorado's own power play, it took them a five on three to, to get one in, but um, the, Colorado's power play didn't look much better. Yeah, and, and on the other side in Tampa, we talked about Kemper coming back, but Tampa did get Braden Point back, uh, finished with about 18 minutes of ice time, won over half his face offs, which he tends to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, three minutes on that that much maligned power play led the it was actually was led that second unit that they had out there uh, in the power play. So I mean, it's not like they didn't get their guy back this game, and and I think Cooper was happy to get that back, Richard. Yeah, um, asked in the post game press conference, um, this is what he had to say. Uh, point helps our team. You know, it was it was Braden Point the Braden Point uh, before his injury, probably not. Uh, but that is his first game in well over a month, and you're playing the fastest team in the league. So it's not like he could, you know, it's a tough one to jump into. Uh, but I thought he did great. And I, I agree with Cooper. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to see the Braden point before the injury, at least for the remainder of these playoffs. I don't think he's had enough time to, you know, recover from, from his injury. But uh, I think he is going to be a big presence for the remainder of the series. Yeah, he is. And, and, and here's the bigger question that I have, guys, is who's the bigger guy coming back? Point to his lineup or Kemper to his lineup? I would argue Braden Point is the, uh, the bigger impact to his team. Darcy Kemper coming back is, is fantastic news for Colorado, but we saw that Francis was doing great already in the, in the postseason. I don't know how he would have fared against a Tampa Bay team like this because 
he hasn't played them yet this year. The two times they played before it was Kemper in that. So uh, that's kind of an unknown, but I think Braden point coming back and adding just a little bit more depth to that lineup that he, he is able to provide um, I think is, is a bigger help than having Kemper back. I don't know. I disagree. I think, I think you need the goalie. I think, you know, it's, we've talked about this for weeks on, on these shows, right? Playoffs is about the goaltending. You need, you need the best option you have available at your disposal in the postseason, especially when you get to this point. I, I think getting Kemper back is going to make the bigger difference. I, Tampa got through their last two rounds without point. And when did he go down in the Toronto series? What game? Was it four? Four. Yeah. Right. So they went through the last three games of the Toronto series. You know, they were two and one there, four and oh against uh, Florida. So there were 10 and three overall going into the series without point. I think Kemper is the, the bigger, the bigger get in the series. The big brain on Lonnie doing math on the fly. <laughs> that hurt. I'm going to go lie down. I'll be back in a bit. Okay. See you. Well, I, I do think point is a massive factor. I also would think that Kadri, who is currently listed as day-to-day, is a bit bigger for Colorado. Um, because if you can have another shutdown guy like Kadri, because his offense is probably not going to be there with, I believe he has a wrist injury. Mm-hmm. Um his offense is going to suffer, but if they can just continue to have that defense and continue to limit the shots um, down to less than 10 period and keep it even lower, if you have a better guy, I think that's huge. But they did. Jacob answered a different question though, but they did that. (laughs) But here's the thing though, but Jacob, they did that last night without Kadri. Yes. Who's who, who did skate without a stick. Thumb injury is still bothering him. So he did skate. I think Kemper's the bigger get back because you, you, you keep saying that 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 Francis played well. I'm sorry, a 906 save percentage doesn't scream playoff winner, Richard. I know he went six and oh. I know they won, but he was the benefit of, of being not as bad as the goalie across from him, and his team just scored more than the other team. I, I don't think he put like six and oh, yes, I understand six and oh, but 906, that's not playoff greatness. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. But, uh, you know, those last couple of games in Edmonton, he was he was playing much better than he did to start the playoffs. I mean, the the, the first couple of games he had were were not great. They were good enough, but they weren't great uh, to finish out, out the playoffs or finish out that series against Edmonton. He played much better. I think, you know, the way he was playing going into the Tampa Bay series, he would have been good enough for that high powered offense in front of him for the defense in front of him to be able to, uh, to be able to win the series, probably not as confidently as if they did have Kemper in. So yes, he is, he is a plus. I'm not saying anything about, you know, anything negative about him coming back. Uh, but I think they could have done it without Kemper starting. I don't think his presence back was, you know, is as big of a deal as everyone's making it out to be. I just, I looked at that last game, and yeah, he, it, it was his playoff high in saves at 30, but he let five goals in, which, which tells you that, I mean, just if you pepper him with shots at where he's at right now, and I think it is growth, his career and all that. Yeah. He had the 24 save shut up, but if you pepper him with shots, he's suspect to goals. I mean, it, it was, it was like watching that series was watching who has the most shots wins. 
And I, we just talked about that with Kemper too. Yeah. If, if you pepper him with shots, if Colorado allows, you know, 35 more shots a game, we, we know a good majority of their, those are going in. So I think at this point, it's kind of a wash on who you had in net. I, 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 I mean, I mean, Kemper. Yeah. I mean, I guess it goes back to the fact too. Kemper has like a nine Oh seven career save percentage. And Bonnie, you were a part to, to some of that playoffness up close and personal. Some of that, I, I wouldn't necessarily say they weren't, you know, look, he's not the guy that's going to carry the team. He's not Vasilevsky. You talk about presence in the lineup. It's, it's just different. He's a different, you know, he, he's, he doesn't carry himself the same way. You don't think of him necessarily the same way as you do a Vasilevsky, a Shesterkin, uh, you know, a lot of other guys in this league. Now I will say kind of bringing Jacob's point in, I think Kadri is a bigger addition for Colorado than point is for Tampa. Yes. I'll say that. I think, I think that if yeah. you get Kadri back and it grows that depth, it's a bigger depth add than points bringing to Tampa with the way the lineups are constructed. Absolutely. I would agree with that too. You're not getting any disagreement here. Well, I mean, of course I, I make great <laughs> points. I mean, this is once again, I'm so happy. The second line understands the great points that, that I make. You set them up with a compliment, Richard. What are you doing? I've We've talked about it, this. It, it's the second line the first line. I can't compliment him, but he, he's taking over host <laughs> duties this week. I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, kind of switching gears a little bit of, of, you know, we like the fun stories rumors were going around and, and, can't confirm if this was a TV production type ask or whatnot, but there was going to be that there was thought of a change in, in the way the NHL and, and their traditional Stanley Cup ways. A couple of reports out there that were floating, uh, mainly I think Elliot Friedman was talking about this uh, quite a bit. They were talking about when both teams were lining up for lineups on the blue line for game one, that with all the lights on, the Stanley Cup was going to be at center ice with a spotlight on it of kind of like a, this is what we play for moment to start the Stanley cup final. Apparently some, the teams weren't comfortable because of tradition and not bringing out the cup. I, I kind of like the idea kind of a neat, like, I mean, man, cause it, that chalice is so recognizable. You need reminding what you're playing for at this stage. Right. But, but we're talking about drama, like drama and how it, the, the visual of it. Oh. hockey is all the drama you need. The Stanley cup is on every single logo. It's on the ice, multiple places. It's all over the boards. It's all over the arena. Everybody knows what you're playing for, but that also makes sense as to why there were a, a lot of rumors that the Stanley cup was going to be out for public viewing. while it was here in, while the games were here in Denver. And then all of a sudden, no, they're not going to show it to the public because they don't want to, they don't want to jinx any of the teams because you're not supposed to bring it out. They did bring it out for the media. I did get to see it. That was pretty cool. But um, yeah, no, you have it all over the arena. There's banners saying Stanley cup final, the, the it's in the logo. You know what you're playing for. I, who's stopping Corey Perry from just coming it, uh, skating up, stealing it or running away. <laughs> that too. I don't know. I, yeah, it, having a picture of it and all that. Yeah, sure. But I don't know, just something about it. Like, I thought it would, I wouldn't do it every game, but like game one as both teams are, I just think it'd be a cool look. I think it's better. T- makes for better TV drama when you can show in the pregame of, of once somebody has three, you, you, you the drama of the cup being in the building for the of first Mike time. Or Phil rolling it in. Yes. And polishing in the it case, 
ready to, like bringing it in in the case like there's more drama in that to me than putting it on the ice for to be spotlit at the start of the game and you know there's there is one club who would do that and that would be the vegas golden knights with, with this new tv contract i'm sure espn and abc would be totally on board if hosting game one the vegas golden knights are there they're totally doing it you know that they would probably like suspend it from midair and have lasers coming i mean they, they could really produce that oh yeah I, I, I thought you were going to say like Nashville because they put up banners for everything they win, like winter classics. Well, and, and Yeah, maybe they'd put it, like they'd attach it to a banner and raise it up that way, yeah. make sure it doesn't fall. I, yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be right after a Ryan Reese tribute video in St. Louis too. <laughs> right. So, really sad he's not in the Stanley Cup final. It's crushing to his career. No more legendary <laughs> status. Nope. So as, as we go into game two to set up the rest of the series, not now it becomes that chess game. And if I'm a Colorado fan, I'd be a little worried for the fact that John Cooper and, and Tampa are really good at adjustments. They're really good at, the, at, at, at that punch. And then the other team has to counter punch. Bednar hasn't really had to counter punch yet this playoffs or even really much of this season. This is the first time I think he's going to be tested, Richard, of really a true team adjusting to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the the most they've had in this playoffs was the series against St. Louis when they had to go six games. Uh, those are the only two games they've lost this postseason. So I think um, if you're if you're Colorado or if you're a fan of the Avalanche, you're you're a little worried going into game two, because, I mean, over the last few years, we've seen what Tampa Bay can do in the playoffs especially after they lose a game, they, they do very well after those, those losses. They haven't lost too many consecutive games. If for some reason Colorado is able to go up two games to nothing, you're feeling a little bit more confident, but then you're going back to Tampa and Tampa's really good at home. So I think, uh, you know, whatever adjustments you make for game two, uh, you got to take those with a grain of salt. It's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the cure all for the rest of the series. You know, it's interesting. I, I, there, you said the word chess, Adam, there's nobody as good at playoff chess as, as Cooper is. Um, There's a reason that they've only lost back-to-back games one time in in this Stanley cup uh, blitz that they're on right now. And that was losing game one and game two in New York. Uh, Vasilevsky bounces back. I mean, he, look, he bounced back in game two against New York. They just lost. He had actually had a pretty good game that day. But I think that's a big concern. I think he knows he knows how to adjust. He knows how to get his team right. I'm not, if I'm Tampa, I'm not worried. But here's the other thing. They've won a series when they have been 1-1 going back home. They've won a series down 0-2 and they've won a series up 0-2. Doesn't matter the scenario. They, they've proven to be fine in this postseason, uh, you know, so until proven otherwise, I wouldn't sweat it too much. And so far, the only way that, that Colorado has punched before the counterpunch, or I guess their counterpunch was Kadri injuring a goaltender. So <laughs> I guess, you know, go after Vasilevsky is the best uh, counterpunch to oh, the punch that Tampa's going to throw. Whoa, whoa. You're really going to bring out the, the Bennington collision there. I, uh, well, but th- that changed the series. That that was the biggest. That was the biggest counterpunch. The Avalanche had that series. Well, did did it change the series for the worse? Because I mean, Huso didn't play that bad. Bennington at that point was given. Bennington was going to push that series deeper. You think so? Yes. 
Okay. I'm not, and this me talking about Jordan Bennington. <laughs> pushing say, you're, you're not exactly a fan of the guy. No, or, no, no. I would played in St. Louis, but okay. All right. No, I don't think he's, a, no, I, I, I think like what, I don't have anything against him. I just don't think he's an elite goalie that he's earning the money that they're paying him. But yeah, I, so I think that's going to be the most interesting going ahead here. Um, I mean, what's really important for me is, is Tampa just, Tampa just needs to wrap this up. Um, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that they wrap this up now. I'll go on record. I would have picked Colorado if you would have asked me for picks ahead of time. But when you offered, you offered a little bet, Richard. Let's just throw that out there. You offered a bet, so you kind of forced me into a Tampa. Uh, yeah, actually, you you would uh, you would pitch this out last week during the the first line that we should put a wager on this, and we talked about beverages and we talked about raising the stakes. So I said, why not, Adam? You and me, we're betting a stake on this, and Emily wanted in on this bet too. So she she wanted me to text you and to wager an adult beverage of the winner's choice. So. You can have a beer or whatever cocktail you would like with your steak if Tampa happens to win. Lonnie, you know part he forgot about this bet? Which part was that? So he says he's going to pay it off in late July. They happen to be coming to visit St. Louis. Yes. We, we didn't name a place depending on no. you know, guaranteed. So, so depending on if I win or lose, it is, is alters the place that I pick for this bet to be paid off. I didn't say who got to pick. So we, we, you, we don't, could you don't, you don't know, you don't know the place that has steak and that has a quality beverage. So there's Google for this. There's Google. No, you can't trust the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he says on his internet podcast, you know what you, you can, I'm just saying, just, I mean, I'm just saying you, I, 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 you're putting a lot of trust in me. I mean, like, you know, a fine chain restaurant, you know, for your steak and maybe a Tony's or a twisted tree or an Annie guns for mine. I'm just, just throwing Wait, ideas. You just there. gave me some ideas to, to go. If we win, there you go. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right. <laughs> I'll gladly buy a steak at one of those locations. That I'm I've, sure you uh, would. Yes. Yes. Tasty, tasty place. But, so, but yeah, you, so. you wouldn't do that to Emily to, to get a, a quality beverage somewhere. You, you would take her somewhere nice. Right. So you'd have to take me as well. No, no, once again, th- this wasn't a bet that I have to pay both at the same time. So I could take you for the steak or for the drink, <laughs> you know, babysitting services are needed. You know, I'm just saying there, you did not put any parameters out there. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, I, and nobody says, even if, if I have to pay you off the thing, nobody says I have to be there with you while you eat it. I don't, I don't even have to spend time with you. <laughs> That's true. Spend, we, we did not say that. I'll spend time with Emily regardless. I owe her or she owes me. Emily's fine. <laughs> I, I haven't decided how we're going to handle if you win for All your right. steak part of the bet. So, so after you pay it off, if it's not a very good steak, uh, listeners will know the following podcast when your audio just somehow drops and yeah, yeah it just sound horrible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're lucky, I'll just grab, I'll, I'll get, you know, if you win, I may just make it on the infrared. Get you all grilled up and get you from a CNC butcher <laughs> over here and make you a nice strip. I mean, there's a lot of things I can do here. A lot of ways I can do this. Th- thank you for telling me your plan. I, I really appreciate that. I haven't told you. You think you know my plan. See, I'm keeping you guessing. <laughs> right. Lonnie, Lonnie knows, you know, I'm, I'm shifty. I'm shifty on bets. Yeah, you, you got to spell out all the parameters first, Richard. I'm a little disappointed that you hadn't figured that out already. Uh, really? You, you don't think I, I assume he's going to be shifty no matter what? Yeah, even if even if you win, you're going to lose. You know that, right? right? Yeah, I know. I always pay okay. off my bets. I can honestly, I have never not not paid off a bet in my life. But you know what? Uh, a free bad steak is better than an expensive good steak that I have to pay for. <laughs> Just saying. 
something else in life that you could say bad is better than none, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for, for those guessing <laughs> out there. We don't want to hurt Jacob's young ears. Don't, don't want to hurt his young ears. <laughs> Find okay. that on the internet, Jacob. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> oh God. Um, so, so what do you guys see kind of, you know, if we look at it quick, um, you know, next time we record, we will be through five games mm-hmm. at that point. What do each of you see the series being at after five games? Oh, I'm sorry. We're only going to be four games and I can't count. Can I? Cause Wednesday will be game four. Yeah. Cause they're not what? playing till Friday and we'll record before Friday. That's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. So check that Lonnie. We're only going to be four games in uh, two all two all. Got it. Jacob. I want to say three, one, but I can't in good conscience. So I want to say two one as well. <laughs> um, Richard, where, where you got us after four, after when it comes back to Denver, uh, three, one Colorado and Colorado is going to get ready to win in five. I, I do think that game five is going to be a cup lifting game as well. I'm sure you do, but I think it's going to be another visitor as we've seen in so many years <laughs> recently lift the cup. I, I think it's going to be a great five games. I just, my gut tells me that, that Tampa, and I, I can actually see Colorado winning in five too, but I think a team's just going to go on a run with just one extra goal for a couple of games. Even are, though I think it's going to be a super close, exciting series. Yeah. These are two extremely streaky teams. Uh, when they're on, they can just roll over you when they're off. The other team's going to roll it right over you again. So, um, uh, interesting thing about game seven, if we were to make it that far, would be on what Tuesday, the 28th. That is uh, primary election night here in, in Colorado. So a lot of TV stations here are hoping not for a game seven because you would have to cover the avalanche and elections on the same night and you have to bring in your entire crew. But you know what? I, I think a seven game series would just I think it would do these two teams justice to have it go that far. Well, of course it would do them justice. And the, the fans would, you know, benefit from, from all that as well. Cause you get to see good hockey for seven straight games. You know, I think the really interesting thing out of, if we learned anything from game one is that I think there are enough warning signs for each of those teams that any of the scenarios laid out is totally plausible. It could be, could be two all, it could be three, one, either way. It could be a Colorado sweep potentially too, with four good games, but there were, enough warning signs for both of those teams, especially in the first 40 minutes that I think makes any, any of the scenarios plausible. Boy, that was, that was like that. Now that was PHN depth, that whole segment, like those two points, that's PHN depth. People come to come to hear. <laughs> they could do this or they could do that. And we're not going to be surprised at this, but this may happen. That is what that's our calling card right here. on PHN. A, a definite maybe. Is but what definite I like to call maybe that. is going to happen. Call yes. it covering all the bases. Well, that we're mixing our sport metaphors, but hedging our bets. Yes. Not literally, though. No, not not literally. Only in Canada. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> off the ice, yes, bet ninety nine Canada. Off the ice, things things are happening. We've we've got coaches. Um, I'm I'm not surprised by either one. I'll start there. Um, let's start out West in Las Vegas, where I guess you can be hired after you're fired by somebody in your life. Bruce Cassidy gets hired by George McPhee, who fired him in 
in Washington what, back in 04. So complete change coming on here in Vegas. A lot of people aren't surprised, but you're going from a, a guy that, that doesn't run everything from shooting at the point, which is what DeBoer does, and you're going from a, a man-to-man defense to a zone defense coach. I mean, this is a huge overhaul in Vegas. It's a good, it's a good hire, though. Yeah, I think for if you're you're Vegas and where you think you are as a franchise and salary wise, what you're looking at, I think a guy like Cassidy or a guy like Trotz, those are the kind of guys who who you should be looking for. Yes, a retread, but like pretty good retread like this yeah. is a good this is a good spot to be in yeah i mean cassidy knows how to get you back into the playoffs after you know this long drought that vegas has been <laughs> on i mean like what a, a third of their uh existence they have not made the playoffs so um you know they, they need to get back they need to get back and competitive in that pacific division um but g- going back to your point adam um you know i don't think um there's any resentment from cassidy being fired at least on the GM side, because the year after he was fired from Washington, Washington gets the third overall pick in the draft and gets Alex Ovechkin. So you could say that Cassidy is the reason Ovechkin is in Washington right now and enjoying so much success. Um, but no, I, I think it's, it's a decent hire. You change up a, a few things about that team. And I think they're back to being pretty competitive in a, in my opinion, a fairly weak Pacific division. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, and then no surprise, but I'm just, I don't think it's a great hire, but it's like the perfect hire Philly, John Tortorella, you know, let's go back to grinding and snarl and all that. And, you know, start fast out of the gate. Cause you're in shape. And then guys, I mean, like, is there a match made in heaven, depending on what you call heaven of torts and Philly Lonnie? Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> there could be a more cliched coach hire this cycle than that one. It's, I mean, no. Tortorella was linked to Florida. I mean, like when, when Q is fired or left, whatever you want to call it, you know, seven games in, Tortorella was like immediately linked. Yeah. And, you know, I think Bruno was the right hire down there. And we'll see as an interim, we have, I mean, they haven't named a coach yet either off a of president's mm-hmm. trophy year. So who knows what that situation is there. But the, the idea of Tortorella in Philly is just the most, I mean, it's just so cliche. I mean, I don't think you could find a better match than, you know, peanut butter and jelly. You know, that's, I I think we, when we talked about this a few weeks ago about coaching, uh, you know, positions that were open, we were talking about Philly. His name came straight to mind when, when we're talking about, you know, coaches who could potentially come in and, and coach the Flyers. Tortorella was like the first guy yeah, that I could think of that would be a a fit there. Yeah, it was a color of my number situation. Right. It just it it just worked. But does he make um, Philadelphia any better? Oh, I, I didn't say it was a good hire. No, but it, it was it was the hire that I mean. Yes, yes it makes it. It's like perfect, but not perfect for like winning a cup. Oh no, I'm not saying winning it. Yeah, it's like, better hey, than this. Philly, Philly can't go get turned around. That makes well, sense. I mean, it's no, it better. Doesn't make them better. It it's make better them than better a rock on the bench. I would, I would assume. But um, I mean, I mean, press conferences in Philly are going to be fun. You're going to get better ratings for that. Yeah. 
I mean, he's yeah, uh, perfect for the, the Philadelphia fan base. You exactly. Know. Oh, yeah. He speaks he's, their language. Angry. Absolutely. So he, he's, That's I right. mean, all the, all the, all the free drinks in South Jersey are coming for him. <laughs> he's going to get anything he wants on that side where he's, yeah, where, where they, they tend to live. But yeah, I mean, no, we're Jacob. It doesn't make him better, but it it's the hire that was going to happen. Yeah. You know what, what this means to me between these two hires is Barry Trotz didn't want to go to either place. Cause I'm guessing Cassidy got acted on quick when they got wind that Trotz really didn't want to go to Vegas. That's just kind of my gut there, which, you know, I, I think that makes Florida and Detroit the leading landing spots for Trotz now. I've also heard some uh, rumors about Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. Well, I, I heard that one a lot. It's the hometown hire. I was going to say, is, is, it, is it true rumors or is it sentiment that people want him to come home? I heard that he had an interview or two. Well, but if you're Trotz, Trotz gets to pick where he goes. Let's not get oh, ourselves yeah. here. I mean, I'm thinking Detroit or Florida are, are his best two options. Yeah. I think Detroit would be the best for him. I think because he can just mold that team how he wants. Um, whereas Florida already kind of has a bit of a style that they want to play already and getting, um, tries to come in could kind of throw that groove that they had going in to, through the entire, um, regular season in Florida to kind of throw that out, uh, out of whack. So. Well, they could also not win the president's trophy and go on to win the cup in Florida. You know, they're, they're, I think they're much closer to success in Florida, even if they have to change their playing style quite a bit if they bring in trots. Um, and it sounds, Lonnie, am I incorrect that uh, Detroit has a couple of other options that they're a little bit closer to? Well, I mean, nobody really knows anything is the is sort of the the what's happening with Detroit is that Eiserman is casting a really wide net. If you believe the names that have been linked to the Detroit job, we're talking coaches in the U S you know, coaches in North America, coaches in Europe, you guys who are, you know, previous head coaching experience guys who don't like there's, it's a, it's really a situation where nobody really knows anything. And the fact that trots, I mean, Trotz is playing this out. He wants to see, I think he's taking his time to figure out what the best available opportunity is. And he's going to come back to somebody and say, you know, give me a number. And I think that I ultimately is the going to be the question is he's going to go where he wants to go. And if he doesn't want to go anywhere this year, then that's a different conversation. Also, if he wants to take the year off, but Detroit's been, I'm not sure anybody really knows. Eiserman's playing this one pretty close to the vest. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So you know, the silly season is is going to begin soon enough. But before the the silly season, we've got a lot of the the free agent stuff to do. Um, it'll all be here on ProHockeyNews.com. But like I said, the the biggest thing right now that we've got to go to is uh, is the Stanley Cup, and Richard will be there for us, getting it all he can. So stay tuned to ProHockeyNews.com for all the coverage of the Stanley Cup final in all the games as we always do for, for many years now, been lucky enough to, to get to cover that in person for our fans. Richard, it's, it's your second line. I'm, I'm going to let you, you know, how, how do you want to close this? I mean, this is, this is second line style. I, I, I can't, can't take it the, the first line style. 
Well, usually I kick it over to Jacob for our bet 99 picks of the week, but I don't know if, uh, if we got any down, cause really all we have, uh, this upcoming weekend, we have a, a Calder cup game between Chicago and Springfield. And then we have Saturday's game, Colorado and, um, and the lightning. So, uh, I mean, we got two games to pick. We've, we've kind of already made our picks for, for one of those games. I mean, we haven't officially done them, so there we go. Those two take out. Let's do it. All right, uh, let's do uh, first game uh, Saturday. We got game two of the Stanley Cup Final. Lonnie, who you got? Tampa Bay with a bounce back. All right, Adam. Tampa. Jacob. Uh, I'm going to say Colorado for no particular reason. All right. Um, I'm going to go Colorado as well, mainly because I have to go against uh, Adam there because I want my stake. Um, but also, you know, Colorado looked really good in game one at, at the end. Second period, not so much, but that is enough time for you know Tampa Bay just to pour it on. So if you have one bad period, you can kind of be done. Uh, but no, I think Colorado can make some adjustments and, and actually get Tampa in a 0-2 hole. All right. Game number two, we have the Chicago Wolves and the Springfield Thunderbirds in game one of the Calder Cup happening Sunday, June 19th. Adam, who you got? ChicagoWolvesStore.com, code PHN15. Is that your official pick? Oh, that's my official pick. You never pick against the Wolves. <laughs> oh, I thought you were picking the website, not the... Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Both. Go get the swag and they win. Right. Lonnie. Got to take the Wolves. They're just juggernaut right now all right jacob i cannot bet against the sponsor (laughs) (laughs) well if you don't i will because this is going to be chicago's only loss in the calder cup they are going to lose game one to springfield all right you know what let's make a um let's make a a bonus third pick here how many games is this calder cup series going to go it's best of seven. Go, yeah, Adam. I'm going. God, I mean, both teams have, have just, I mean, owned their competition for the most part this postseason. Mm-hmm. So I think this series goes long-ish. Uh, I got six games, and that the Allstate Arena will be rocking when the Maroon Clad Wolves raise up the Calder. All right, Lonnie. Uh, I'm going with five, but a competitive five. All right, Jacob. I'm going to go. Overtime? (laughs) Sure. Is that what you're calling? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. (laughs) Six in an overtime. Got it. Um, (laughs) I I think I already made my my pick. It's going to go five games. Um, All right. And uh, And, and just just for the record, it it is the Hurricanes versus the Blues in terms of affiliates. Exactly. Yep. And do we want to be official with our picks for the Stanley Cup, how long that's going to go? No. No? You don't want to be official on that? No, we, we need time to change those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, Richard. I mean, we already yeah. talked about where we're going to be in game five. So obviously we all think it's going to go at least five games. Yeah. Are you new here? <laughs> I, I am. This is my first day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All Shows. right. It that shows. does it for our bet. 99 picks of the week. You can find us on Twitter at PHN podcast, and you can use the hashtag PHN picks to submit your picks and see how well you stack up against us. Lonnie, I think we got to thank Richard and Jacob for including us. For sure. I mean, I mean we, we are. Thank me, not Richard. 
It was my idea. Ah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you I, guys I, reached, are... I reached out first, but then, uh, yeah, Jacob had the idea to ask me to ask you guys. <laughs> I, I, I will say it just shows with, with Lou gone, it takes two people to fill Lou's shoes on a podcast. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was, that was pretty lukewarm uh, agreeance there, Richard. I, uh, <laughs> I would say he, he, is, he is missed this week on the podcast. Indeed. Are, are we not doing parting thoughts? Oh, I did. I, I thought you said you ended on bet 99. I was asking you how we're ending this. You said oh, we, we, we always do parting thoughts. Okay. Are, you, are you new here? To the second line, yes. <laughs> it's going to be your home for a long time. I'm replacing you, Adam. Okay. On the first oh. line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. For your job. You're not getting paid more. I'll tell you that much. Oh, Jacob, shit. parting thought. <laughs> um, well, the Memorial Cup starting on Monday. And if the Edmonton Oilers cannot win a Stanley Cup, hopefully the Edmonton Oil Kings from the WHL can win the Memorial Cup. They already won the WHL, the Western Hockey League. And now they're in a four tournaments, uh, four team tournaments to decide who wins the Memorial Cup. So I'm going to be watching that. I have a few friends who live down there and they're excited. So it's going to be a great bit great week of hockey Lonnie I was kind of hoping we weren't going to have parting thoughts this week but I got nothing so (laughs) Richard over to you (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm actually sad I shared this story uh, before we started recording Uh, I thought of Lonnie the other day because here on a highway in Colorado we had a semi full of potatoes that didn't turn over on a frozen highway but caught fire roasted those potatoes but i was thinking of our frozen produce on a highway correspondent lonnie goldsmith yeah there you go my parting thought is it's freaking hot i'm getting tired of this heat wave in 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 the st louis area and setting triple digit records and 105 heat indexes this is not august this is stupid my parting thought there you go stupid heat can I close the show now? Richard? Go, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> or do you want to close it? I'm just, I, I'm, nope, I'm just, no, nope, nope. you go ahead. For Jacob and Lonnie and Richard, I'm not going to talk about his accolades. He does stuff. This is Adam. So long. This has been another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. <laughs>